This episode of Story Institute's Rambling Versa is brought to you by Enchanted Travel Tales, bringing travel magic and fun to your holidays. Check us out today to plan that magical vacation. Well, hello there and welcome to Story Institute's Rambling Verser Podcast, Episode 18. We have with us today, again, Chad Corey, who uh, we're going to sit down and talk to a little bit more about plots. Uh, we like talking to Chad about different things about writing because he brings to us uh, a different perspective. Um, we're going to to feature some some other authors that we've had on in the past and also some some new authors in the, the next coming episodes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The quote of the week comes to us from one of my favorite storytellers, Walt Disney. Ideas come from curiosity. When I settle one idea, my confidence takes command, and nothing can shake it, and I am constant to it until it comes a reality. Then I drop it abruptly and rarely mention it again. You know, we, we brought you this quote this week to throw out, throw out the topic of ideas and make sure that, that you're true to the idea that you have, but also looking looking for something else after that. You can't just settle on one idea and, and remain with it for a very long time. And that's going to be particularly true as we talk with Chad about about plot and um, a, a little bit reference more to the settings that, that we talked about last week. And this week, just as we brought you a poem from uh, one of our newly published uh, authors, Mark Sengenberger, uh, we bring you a poem from myself, uh, John Murray III, uh, entitled Up, Up, and Away. Up, Up, and Away, from the newly formed layers of concrete into the cushy pillows of little sleep, up, up, and away from the familiar phrases of dark and light into the soft glows of pulsing spark, up, up, and away from the toys of coming technology into the papers tending toward history, up, up, and away from work, family, and friends into the solitude of a speck others barely see. Up, up, and away, bring back the comfort of yesterday, and stay lost for a future day. This poem was part of our Summer of Verses program that we had last year, trying to generate a little bit uh, more excitement for our poetry contest. As we talk about plot uh, today with Chad, uh, really think about some context in which in which I was writing about uh, this up, up, and away concept. Was it about inspiration? Was it about what's going on in life? Was it about sleep? At the end of the podcast today, we'll, we'll ask for your feedback and what you, you think uh, the, the topic was. And in fact, we may have a little contest out in the forums at storyinstitute.com. So be sure to visit us there. Be sure to check back as far as some, some prizes we're giving away of books from the authors that we interviewed. Without further ado, here's a conversation we had with Chad on plot. So we have Chad Corey here from chadcorey.com. Chad, uh, Chad and I, we're, we're going to just talk a little bit more about plots and, and the importance of, uh, of crafting it, but also being flexible to, to some, of the, uh, some of the changes you may have in your plot as, you, as your characters develop. Thank you for joining us again, Chad. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So when we think about plots, you know, the last the last time we talked, we talked about settings and and the College in a World podcast. Uh, getting into that, when we talk about plots, what's important to uh, to generate a plot for a story? Uh, well, I learned the first thing is to have one. <laughs> what, what I did, 
is I do not recommend this. Is I I started a series called the Divine Gambit trilogy back oh my goodness no, over a decade ago, and uh, what I thought was the story would just write itself. And there are some writers that espouse that belief, and that seems to work for them. Although I I don't know how well. Um, I've I've been one who I've learned that you just got to have a plot. You got to have some type of structure on which to build your your story. Whether it's a short story, an ongoing multi-part novel series, or even an individual novel, you got to have a plot. Because when I started that trilogy, um, I just I, I I thought I had a plot. I had an idea, and I went through it. And as I was writing that story, kind of just I didn't know what was going to happen literally from the next chapter to the next. It was kind of just trying to figure something out. That's not the way you really want to write your book. It's not, it's not very fun, and you end up going back a lot of times and having to rewrite things or redo things, especially if it's a multi-part volume, because you'll find things that you do in book two. You have to go now and set up in book one and so on and so forth, and it's just a lot easier to have it all figured out from the beginning. What I typically do for, for my work, uh, it seems to work well for me, but you know, again, this is take with a grain of salt. You, you know, Find something that works well for you is I do what's called, I call it like playwriting, where I go in and it's basically kind of the bare bones, so to speak, of the story. It's going to be who said what to who and how, and, you know, person walks in, how they walk in, where they are, basically establishing a scene and having them talk and establishing a new scene, just keeping the story running, but, but keeping the story there. I kind of keep the bare bones of it. Then what I do is I go through and then I uh, kind of flesh it out more, put in more detail, more description, more corrections and clarifications, smoothing things out as I go. And the third time through, I try to just make sure it flows and there's strong characterization and there's a, the, the plot there is strong and there's an ultimate direction. Throughout the writing of it, I'm, I'm sure you and other listeners can relate to this, is there are times when you write the story where even if you have a, a good idea, it will sometimes take a life of its own. So maybe the characters will become more alive and animate and more demanding and say, no, I really want to go and do this. And you weren't necessarily planning that. So you have to make a decision then, do I follow this character's prerogatives or do I try and steer them back and, and kind of prod them back into my little line little line here and try and keep them on the same path? Um, sometimes you got to prod them on. Sometimes you got to let them go. Sometimes it's kind of a combination of the two. But you kind of get better at knowing that as you get along and, and writing. The one thing I found is if you let them go too crazy, the story sometimes gets a little too long. And so if you're doing a short story, sometimes it's easier to kind of keep it on a on a kind of linear path. But um, again, test it out with yourself. Try and do it, what feels right for you. Um, that's kind of what I've been learning now for plot. I'm still growing and developing it in myself as I learn. But um, I think that's kind of where a lot of people are. There's just, just the confusion of how detailed do I go with it and, and what do I do with it. If you just have a basic understanding of it, uh, your story and leave some room for some flexibility, like I said with the uh, my process of doing the play approach, um, I think it allows for a lot happier writer, a lot tighter story in that because you allow that creative freedom, but also still have some control as far as you have an end in sight. You kind of know where you want to go, but you're not necessarily so rigidly driven to that point where you're going to toss aside any other creative ideas or, or character developments that might happen along the way. Yeah, I think that's a pretty important point as far as being flexible. Not to have an idea of where you're going, but but also listen to how that story is developing. Uh, listen to you know the the environment that that the character's in and the character themselves, because that plot 
it may flex, but you have to have enough flexibility just in everyday life. You know, if you know if you run into a traffic jam, uh, headed out the door, headed to the store, headed to work, you have to you can't get too upset because you have to you have to be able to take a different road or just have patience in that traffic. It's the same thing in writing. I think is that is that you have to you have to have some leeway for your characters so that you know if if you start writing and it, it makes sense you know what yeah, the butler didn't kill them you know mrs smith did so so that you yeah. have that flexibility and you also surprise your your readers every once in a while yeah that's that's true and that's that's the honest approach i think to doing characters not that there's a totally wrong way to do characterization but i think that's maybe we'll touch on that later but i think that's Knowing your characters, knowing your story, that's that I think as the writer is very key. If you have confidence in your story, if you know where it's going to end, you know where you want to take it, you're not necessarily going to be so rigidly dogmatic in how you get to that path. Like you mentioned, like suddenly you discover, oh, it'd be really cool if you know Professor Plum did it <laughs> instead of yes. instead of the butler, or, or some other little weird little nuance that kind of develops along the path. And that's great, but if you're so rigidly structured into it that you have to do it that way. Sometimes it can make for a very poor story, and especially if people, if it becomes very predictable, or if it's just it, there's no energy or life in it because you're basically just phoning it in for the most part. You just want to get it done, and you just got to be careful about doing that and making sure that it has life. And, and some of that life comes in the spontaneity and the the creative engine that goes along in the development of it as well. Yeah, I think that's a positive thing as far as just making sure that it's not as predictable. You know, some of the romance novels, people read them because it's supposed to be a, a release from everyday life, but it's the same story. Just the characters change. Uh, you know, some of the yeah. some of those romance authors have uh, have books out there to say how to write a novel within 10 days. It can be done, but it shouldn't be a checkmark. It should be a, a, a point of creation, not... Not, not, not a okay. Let's see what else we can do. So. Well, well, if that's to, to clarify your point, if that's what people want to do to get a paycheck, and you're happy with that, then that's that's great. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you really want to write and enjoy it and have something of um, just a unique flavor, all your own, then yeah, don't do what I did and don't have a plot. But on the same token, don't make it so formatic that it's it's so totally predictable. It's not, it's not just romance novels. There, there are a bunch of best-selling authors that pretty much follow the same formula or the same. Format they write what they know, but it's pretty much every novel is the same, you know, same flavor too. Um, but yeah, just just be open to that. Be open to that idea, and don't be afraid to take some risk once in a while if you think it's a unique uh, turnaround. Because what I found too is sometimes even if you can't use that segment that you wrote at that particular time, you can cut that segment out, save it, and maybe later on down the road you can use that for another short story or the beginning of a novel or another segment in another work you're doing, and it would fit just well. Just, but just don't be afraid to try and, and experiment with that, too, if you, want, if you feel light in that direction as well. But I think you know, with that plot, you know, to, to your early, early points, have one, be open to change, but also uh, listen, listen to what your characters say and, and determine how important that plot is to your story. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we even touch on it, but the, there are those fun little things called subplots. And uh, th- those are funny, unique in and of themselves. And, and like I said, maybe we'll touch on that in, in um, characterization sometime. But you can you can take subplots, and I, I kind of uh, make an analogy to like comic books, not kind of stretching the gambit here if we can. Um, what comic books are really known for now is the continuity arcs, 
what they do is they have about a, a six or sometimes eight issue uh, run, and it's one story done in a monthly format, and they collect that and make a graphic novel out of it. But what they what they do within that arc is like basically your plot. Okay, that's your major plot, but they tell it in different segments. But what they also do is you're carrying over a subplot from previous stories, from a continuity from you know decades ago for this character, whoever it might be. And so you're having character interaction, you're having background story, you're having things that are going on independent of the main plot, but sometimes uh, meshed in kind of nicely, sometimes kind of messy <laughs> with, with the main plot. And so you have a very nice little symphony going on where there's a, an undercurrent and an overcurrent, and they're all kind of blending together in this story. So that kind of opens it up to us not being afraid of taking some weird little uh, caveats because sometimes your characters can have some very interesting subplots or you can plant some seeds, especially if you're thinking of doing episodic fiction where it can tie into other books or other things. For instance, I'm thinking of like the big bestseller or suspense novels, you know, John Grisham's and things or or stuff like that, there, there are sometimes things that carry over from previous books. Not a major thing, but very subtle or, or nice things that kind of have a nice ring of continuity or very nice subplots that kind of carry over from previous uh, volumes of that, that person's life. And so you can still have a plot, but you can have some little subplots peppered throughout uh, the story as well. It's really fun that sometimes those subplots get wrapped up and are the answer to or the, uh, the finishing point of your major plot in kind of some weird, fun ways like that. So, again, play around with that. Maybe do some more research in your, in your writing, I recommend, and look at different books and how they do it. Maybe even look at comic books and see how they do their, their plotting structure. Is that Because there's a lot of different plots going on with each issue. They kind of advance as the story and issues uh, go on. So, Well, that's what, that's what drives some of the readers is they come back for the the subplots, you know, Punisher started out as a as a minor character in, in in another comic book, and he had a huge series there for a while. Well, he's still around, and they they kind of bring him back exactly. And that's it's funny, and it's it's the they call it melodramatic soap operas to some extent. And to some extent, that's true with the comic books, but you're right; it's not necessarily the story so much. So it's. It's what's going to happen now. What, what, how does this character or the setting get affected within the greater context of this major plot? Because the plot is just one of the events that take place, but it's taking place in the context of the already established uh, continuity or setting, which we talked about earlier, and uh, how does that affect the things established there? So you can have a lot of fun with this. Even if you're not doing episodic fiction, you can have a lot of fun because how you can establish these subplots early on and kind of interplay them back and forth. But how does this overall plot affect the subplots and so on and so forth? It's, it can be very nebulous and very intricate if you want to, and very fun too. Very cool. I think that's all we have time for on plots. Is there is there any last words you, you'd like to share on how to think a little bit more about a plot? <laughs> You know, you know, I think we covered it pretty pretty well. Um, if, again, if you go to my website, chadcore.com, uh, go to the writer's desk, and there are some uh, reference books for other authors and some other essays and things that talk about some of the things we talked about here. But I think overall we really touched base on a lot of good things. Great. Well, thank you, Chad, for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Listening back on that conversation we had with Chad makes me think about some of my own writing and the plot structure that we currently have in place. Um, it's interesting because it started out one way, and as I thought a little bit more about that conversation, uh, I decided to take a little different twist to it. In fact, um, soon we'll be changing uh, a common's tale 
kind of a prelude that that's been out there since last November um, to to include more of a fairy tale type structure, uh, not only from the complete plot and storyline perspective, but from a setting uh, perspective as well. So look for that on Story Institute and uh, look for uh, look for more information about uh, Chad's writing on chadcorey.com. So before we get into our short story topic and poetry uh, topic for the week, I had mentioned uh, a contest uh, that, uh, that, that that we'd like to have here at Story Institute in regards to telling us what, what, what a poem's about. Um, but really what we're looking for is your participation in the forums. We know you're listening. We know you're out there. Uh, not only do we get some great emails and uh, uh, a couple phone calls, but, uh, but we, do, we do see our, our counts climbing. So what, what we'd like to have you do is you have to register to win. So go ahead and register on our forums. But uh, either share what, what this week's episode, uh, this poem, is about or, uh, or share one of your own. What we'll do at the end of next month is actually give away autographed copies of the books from many of the authors that, that we've had on the show. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and put a list out there so that, that you'll know what you're selecting from and what you're competing for. Uh, but it's it's free uh, for to enter. It's free. There's there's no other obligation. But it's more more to help build that community that that we currently have out there. Instead of us answering uh, some of the emails, us answering some of the the topics, we're hoping that that you all work together as each of you try to craft uh, your own stories. So now the short story topic of the week: spirits in the family. Ghosts are just a part of our imagination and storylines. Ghosts are visions, merely illusions, that interact with the residents of this realm, only to be shunned and frightened. There is a small family of spirits that somehow bonded, connected together, and decided to live in an old television. They continually put on shows that they've either seen before or after they entered this unique new world. Television was located safely inside a museum, so the family was able to remain and put on the shows each evening. Decide on the location, decide on the makeup of the family, is the story just about ghosts and the TV? Is the story lighthearted? Or is the story a bit more intense? Decide on the interactions the spirits may have with the living, if any. Decide on the personalities of each ghost. Do other relatives come to visit? Or is it just this small group who become a closer unit? Decide on the path, decide on the story, and write. And today's poetry topic is identifying happiness. Happiness is a special emotion and unique to each individual. We each experience happiness in our own way. We relate to this world differently depending on our experiences and connections to others. We feel the word based on our internal dictionary, a dictionary created by our own sense of happiness. What is yours? Write about the emotions and post it here at Story Institute or share it elsewhere where write and enjoy. Happiness is shared here as we identify with a poem that, that, that I wrote some time ago called Wondrous Happiness. My heart alone cannot sustain this wondrous happiness, but together, alone, the inner greatness may grow, and emotions, sealed long ago, will continue to show. Stay with me as we share this special journey, for then the true intensity we may see. As we tread toward the future we create, let this bond we may test the depths of fate. Our love will undoubtedly blossom into a full and beautiful flower. Until then, let us be immersed in the pulsing power of sustained togetherness and wondrous happiness. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Story Institute's Rambling Verser. Join us again next week when we'll have uh, one more section with Chad. 
and uh, we'll, we'll ask you for some opinions that, that you may have on some of the postings in the forums. Feel free to send your feedback to ramblingverser at storyinstitute.com. Give us a buzz at our old number, 615-713-1783, or on a new one, 615-431-WISH, um, and leave us feedback. Or, as always, post a review on iTunes. Until next time, imagine, enhance, and grow your stories. Thank you.